This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Free. Jordana, so good to be back here virtually with you. How are you? How's it going? How's your New York life going? I know we discussed a little last week that you were down south. You made your big triumphant New York return. How does it feel to be back uh, now that you've kind of settled in? Um, it feels like, um, it feels good and bad. I'm, uh, it's tough to work out next to someone again when I used to be <laughs> having my own space. So Mike actually, <laughs> he saw me doing, I think I tweeted about this. He saw me doing a dance cardio class this morning, actually. And I'm like very uncoordinated. So he's like, I, looking I over- gotta say, I gotta say, knowing you as you know, well as I do, <laughs> A dance cardio class. I would sign up. I'd buy a ticket to watch with Mike. Like, what if we it's were just sitting there eating popcorn? <laughs> I'm <gonna> sell sell <laughs> tickets to the show. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, it's one. It's nice to be in the point in my relationship where I don't care sure. that he's, you know, that it's very unattractive. Um, yeah. But he's like looking at me, and then he like I'm doing it on my laptop. So he comes and he's like looking at the laptop, and he's noticing that like the moves that I'm doing are like not the moves that the girl who's like teaching the dance cardio. Yeah. But that's that's the whole, that's the whole point of a workout class. You should look like shittier than the teacher. Exactly. And I'm just, it's dance. So I look like ridiculous and he's like recording me. We're going to have to have a conversation about that later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've been working out um, with a trainer over the phone. Can I plug him? Cause he's been, of course uh, at four zag on Instagram. I mean, I, I, I set aside how talented he is as a trainer. This guy is a beautiful man. So great follow for the ladies, I think. Yes. Um, but I don't know how horrible that is to say, but I'm saying he's in incredible shape, but we've been working out together since like second week of the quarantine, which is a double-edged sword because this is, when you say it that long, like I've been, and I, I work can't out with believe him over the it's phone. by the time this episode comes out, it's July first. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I and so the second week, I was like, I hadn't been drinking the whole year, and then I'm like, ah, fuck the not drinking thing. <laughs> I am drinking in this quarantine. And but then I uh, was messaging. Um, it's it's actually very cute. Him and his girlfriend are both trainers. And uh, she's a listener to the show, too. I'm going to give out her her Instagram because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, and I was messaging with her, and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for – she. it's it's Diana, Diana, Diana.fitness, Diana.fitness, and he is at Forzag. And they're like, a, you know, couple trainers. Like, it's great. And I was messaging with her, and she was like – and I was like, I'm just looking to fit well in a T-shirt and not get out of control while I'm stuck in the house. And she's like, you got to talk to my boyfriend and this guy at Forzag and I working out over the phone. So I know exactly what you're talking about where like I look at Jess and I go, get out of here. This is about to be embarrassing. I'm about to look like a beached whale for an hour. So I need you to get out of here. But I, I, 
I'm like a trainer hater, quote unquote. Like I, I don't like I'm like I don't want to walk around the gym with someone who's not really. This has been a fantastic experience, and he does free classes, and so does she. Um, and they're both great. But I working with him over the phone has been like a kind of a pleasure, considering. I'm on my phone all day just sitting there looking at, like, bullshit all day. So, like, it's like an hour away. Away from your phone, yeah. At the very least, that's, like, the best part of working out. Yeah, and I I, I just enjoy their attitudes, both of them, as, like, you know, how it comes to it. Like, But it's – the hardest part is, like, I go to the roof. When I would do it in the apartment, it doesn't feel like stale air. It doesn't feel the greatest, um, I would say. But, like, any workout studio, I guess, is, like – if you pump up the AC, anything feels like a little bit less stale, yeah. I think. Like <laughs> a workout that, studio that I've been to is like kind of like it's not like it's outdoors. I know. I, I, I think it's more just like you're smelling your own carpet. Like it's right. Like, and you're like I, sweating. And, and, I'm sweating on my like hardwood floors. Feels weird. Yeah. And all of the at-home workouts aren't like quit. You can do every at-home workout easily, but you have to do it for a long enough period of time for it to matter. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, like all of us can do one push-up. It's easy to do a push-up. But then they're like, yeah, do a minute of push-ups. And you're like, go fuck yourself. Like, I don't right. want to do – and it's like you have to do, like, a thousand of something to, like, make it, you know, work out. I don't know. I, I, I just know all of our genes are sitting in the closet, and we all don't know if they fit. And we're all just trying to get by until we get back to some sort of normalcy, right? Yeah, but I think it's going to be like so hard to go back. Like now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like into um, never leaving my apartment or speaking to anyone ever. <laughs> really? <laughs> you figured out In a lot. In some ways. Well, I mean, the other thing is like kind of to transition. I mean, you never went of, to an office. So like, never went to an office. A little office, different for I, you. A little different, but also like, I kind of like, like the, I've been going to bed at, 10 o'clock at night it's been 10 years since that has been a reality for me i've been i usually used to be out every shows yeah do shows and like get home at one in the morning and then wake up and like i i don't know it's um the only positive of this whole thing is that new york city has turned into bourbon street somehow Mm -hmm. every street is just serving drinks outside and everyone is just getting hammered yeah, people are uh, the 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 weather's nice. People are out. It's uh, it's like it feels like a new phase of weirdness. Um, a new phase of weirdness. Do you think this is like? I think that these outdoor kind of drinking on the street thing good for dating. Yeah, I think that's a great date. You like go. You're outside. You like grab a drink from one of your supporting local businesses. There you go. Um, <laughs> you can go to the park. It's like it's kind of nice because it sort of forces you to do things like during the day i think day dates are probably much bigger than like they were i would assume sure i mean jess and i are walking across bridges and shit like i you know like if someone was like have you ever walked the brooklyn bridge i'd be like get out of here i don't do that shit and right. now like i do that shit <laughs> you know like, i do I don't that know shit we, we walked up. the williamsburg bridge the other day we walk yeah. through parks now i do some um, parks uh but i i think the the looseness with which people are drinking outside Kind of promote, like, it's like a double, again, another double-edged sword of, like, I kind of walk by people outside. I'm like, I can have a beer. You know, like, it's like, it's never beyond me just because I can just, like, do. Now, like, the the barriers, like, I could just Apple Pay done. Like, like beer in hand four seconds later. 
I don't know. I, I, what do we, I, I got nothing to promote. There's, it's tough to get on the road. I'm trying to do shows, but now comedy clubs have opened, and now they might close again, and now I'm yeah. just sitting here screaming into a microphone. What do you guys got going on at Betches? Well, at Benches, um, we're having the Betches Sup is having a live show on Thursday, July second at eight PM Eastern um, for America's virtual birthday party. So, um, if you're a fan of the Sup, or if you're not a fan of the Sup, I'm sure you'll love it. It's gonna be really funny. Tickets are on sale now. Go to Betches.co/sup/live or go to the Betches Sup Instagram, um, and you can find out more information. Should we get into today's show? We should. We've we've. We've chit-chatted, I guess, enough about it. Well, I, I said, I was, I, the one thing I was trying to say before was that like when you tell someone you've been working with a trainer for three months, they, the first thing they do is look you up and down. And then they're <laughs> like, um, really? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you have. And it's like, I, I think there's like a mental fitness that's going on with me as well for all of you. Like, no, you look okay. You know. With the trainer thing? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm I've never had stronger. a trainer, but I've always I mean, like. I don't know, I've, I've I'm like, I feel like I've experimented with every form of working out except a trainer is because I'm so cheap. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's I would say I'm recommending it. I, I think this guy, um, I I just didn't realize how good they were at um, directing you like. You ever like see like someone try to put a tie on someone else and it's all backwards? So like you yeah. ever direct somebody to like put something on? And you're like, no, your right hand. No, your left hand. No, your left. They're so good at being like right foot out, left foot back, like right. kind of adjusting your body to do it right, like For without sure. without having like oh to do that over the phone. That's fucking tough. You have to reverse everything. Yeah, I mean, like it sounds like I could probably use one given my cardio, uh, <laughs> cardio dance party situation. I, mean, I look absolutely ridiculous, and then I go on the roof, and sometimes there's little kids up there, and they're just looking at me like, "Why are you jumping up and down doing?" Like, it, it is amazing that like you feel like you're Mrs. Me, Doubtfire. Uh, well, I feel like <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, man, I wish I was a kid just running around and not thinking of working out. Like, this is my outdoor time is to be sitting here with a band, like, like <laughs> doing squats. We'll have to deal it's with like, it eventually. At some point. What are we talking about today? So today, we got we got a great email. We're, we, a few weeks ago, we had a four weddings red flag or deal breaker. Do you remember this? I remember because I love like, four weddings as a yeah. show. It's a show on TLC, four women go to each other's weddings and then they judge each other's weddings and it's there it they score it it's an amazing show that i can't stop watching and the part of the amazing part is that they don't they don't put they put four women together it's seemingly no connection between the four some they tried to do friends which is crazy and <laughs> they ditched that but there's sometimes there'll be a girl they'll be like I'm having a wedding and my budget's $10,000. And you're like, okay. And then there'll be another woman on the show and she'll go, I'm having a wedding and my budget is $50,000. To me, those are those shouldn't be in the same competition with each other. Right. That's like saying having totally different ingredients for a meal. It's like one person saying, oh, all I, I have ketchup and bread. And yeah. the other person <laughs> being like, and I, I have these spices and I have, you know, yeah. meats and very, like you can't, you can't compare the two. And, and absolutely, meal and, is better. 
it, it, there's nothing you could do. And then sometimes the woman will be like, my budget's $2,000 and I'm having a circus theme. And you're like, no, you're fucking not. There's no <laughs> circus theme happening for two thousand. Like, like how That's much? sort of the like, TLC thing. Have you ever seen like House Hunters? I, I've seen some They're House like, Hunters. I have like $4,000 to spend and I would like a house on the beach with and like and then they go and they're like the realtor finds them like a house on the beach for this like incredibly small budget and they're like well you know like the closet space is just like not what i envisioned and you can tell the realtor (laughs) wants to be like go fuck yourself for this price part of that's kind of the reason i like watching with jess i would encourage everyone to watch four weddings with their significant other because you really don't get a taste i would assume you don't know how your significant other is going to be as a bride or a groom until you get to the wedding. So this show, like, or until you get to other people's weddings that you attend together, that you attend together. Mm -hmm. But like this show with other people's weddings, you're not sure of like money versus what you get out of it. And it's like, it's nice that we watch it together. And she's like, Oh, that's horrible. That's great. You know, like I, and I just kind of like, okay, Keeping an eye on this, you know, like it, it is a, it opens up a conversation that generally you're not going to have with someone you're dating. Right. Unless you're this guy. So, yeah, we got this email. I, I laughed the entire time I was reading it. I really I enjoyed every aspect of it. I'm going to read it. Please um, read it. There's so many like human parts of this email like <laughs> that. Th- this email like kind of like is the epitome of this show where it's like. This is an uncomfortable conversation had comfortably right here because it is every part of it I understand. So For hit sure. me with the hit us hit us with the email. Hi Jordana and Jared, my girlfriend of six months hooked me on your podcast during quarantine. Here's the story in question. Yesterday <laughs> I was catching up on your podcast. Two weeks ago, during the end of your You Up episode, you had a deal breaker question about the four weddings show. This might not have been, I, I'm not sure if this was actually two weeks ago. It was probably a little longer. Whatever um, just it might for be. context, whatever. And by the time this airs. Um, never hearing of the show, I did a quick Google search. And to my surprise, the first image is someone who looks very familiar. I take a closer look, and lo and behold, it's my high school slash beginning of college girlfriend of four years who was a contestant with her husband. Amazing. I mean, how, hold on. How, how like jealous are you of the moment that like this guy had? I am like shocked that he wouldn't know that. Maybe it's because I'm such a stalker. I'm always sort of like perplexed by these people who like find things out about their exes when I just feel like I know everything there is to know about them currently. <laughs> You're right, like, Maybe like for this to I be like hidden. This, not, this would not happen to a woman because she would like uh, already know all of this. I just find it Maybe. so funny. He was like, this got him to Google the show and he found out through <laughs> the only, happenstance. The only thing, the only way I could understand this happening is if this person is around my age and he was a late person to social media. That's the only... This is like from another time, this email. For like, this is like in the era of like, oh, I ran into my girlfriend and we had like my... I ran into my ex-girlfriend and she's got a whole family. I had no idea. Like, that is not of this era. So the only way this could happen... Do you agree that it's like... I agree. It's, it's I, like, like it's, if it was your high school girlfriend, you'd probably know. 
the fact that nobody texted him to be like, hey, dude, like someone would get that to me, you know, like <laughs> outside of social media. But the way I could understand this happening is this guy joined Facebook like senior year of college and okay. and and just, you know, friending an ex felt weird and he just never did it. And but I I love I'm like jealous of him having the experience like this is what you miss out on when you when when you do stalk all your exes like <laughs> that juicy moment of like oh my god i oh just google four weddings and it's fucking you know rachel or whoever right. it is you know and then like, the conversations that you get to have with everyone who knew this person oh this guy's got like oh my god right? everyone is having a bad 2020 except for this guy it's so funny because like i feel like there was on the bachelor on the bat on the bachelor like four years ago there was a girl who like knew someone who knew who like went to camp with someone she was like a sixth degree of like jewish separation yeah. and like i knew all about the connection to like someone's camp friend's friend about her and like that was exciting enough like, I, I can only imagine <laughs> i this. even think i know who you're talking about you probably like, I, do. <laughs> <laughs> like that's i agree with you just the the subtle connection watching these shows like watching the TLC shows, The Bachelor, whatever this like trash TV thing is, if you have any amount of personal connection, you're locked in. You want because it's a version of Schadenfreude. Like you're like, you know, I I, I want to see like I'm. It's kind of like like whenever I think of like we've talked about this before, but like when I see an ex get married, I as a guy, when a guy watches an ex get married on social media, that would have been your wedding, right? You know, like, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not, when I get married, I'm not going to be like, the flowers must be daisies. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's whatever you know, she's like, going to pick, right. Yeah. I'll have opinions. I'll, I'm going to, I'm not like, at, at that point, I'm, I'm directing a cruise ship. I'm not directing a speedboat. You know, like, I'll be like, yeah, uh, you know, stay away from, you know, like, I want, you know, a band. You know, like, that would be right. my biggest opinion but like band over dj it, yeah, yeah it wouldn't be like well we cannot have a saxophonist not in my wedding like i would never <laughs> say such a thing but i it is one of those things where like this guy like the uh, he's like i if i saw an ex four weddings she's in the picture i'd be like oh my god i have to see this 100 percent. yeah you yeah. go watch the whole thing so he says i immediately text send a text to my girlfriend who um who's at work see attached we'll read that after and we had an, a good oh my god moment then the conversation changes she tells me later that night that she went through every season on tlc to find the episode by the way the episode was in season nine then oh she my god <laughs> well i mean do you think she like i mean at that point it's easier to find the episode the way it he's explaining yeah. it, it shouldn't be. It wasn't it like she be was that like, hard to find. You know, it wasn't Google like yeah, the she, name, the name, and see. Yeah, this right. is not like it, you could find. I mean, the idea that she was like, okay, season one, episode one, we start right. the search is a little far fetched. Okay, so she finds the episode in season nine. Then she Facetime with her close friends, and they all watch the episode together <laughs> while she was in the office. She let it slip that they were talking shit about my ex and the people dancing at the wedding. I was hesitant to watch it, but we ended up watching the episode together that night. She continued to tell me while watching it together how ridiculous so, everyone. Sorry. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt because I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm already forming my opinion of why 
I'm on her side a little bit, but go ahead. She continued to tell me while watching it together how ridiculous everyone was acting and dancing. Granted, this wedding was in Jersey and had its fair share of fist pumping, but still. What she did not realize that those people were also my lifelong friends who didn't tell you that they were on four weddings. Anyway. Yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> friends I've mentioned to her numerous times and shown pictures of us hanging out to her. To defend my girlfriend, the wedding was six years ago and my friends look much younger. I must admit the dancing was a little more aggressive for a typical wedding. See the second photo attached. But overall, they were just having a great time as we Jersey folks do. I have to say that my style has changed considerably since high school, 10 years ago. But still, I'm very proud of where I'm from. I was excited for her to meet these home friends once quarantine is over. We currently live in, in an East Coast city south of New Jersey. And I'm starting to think that she is judging me from where I'm from. How offended should I be? Is this a red flag? And then just to go over the texts, they're at the bottom of the email. Yeah, yeah I got it. Um, he, te- he texts her, if you're going to be him. Yeah, li- listening to the end of You Up from last week, I Google search for the four wedding show, and this is the first pick. The second girl to the left is blank. And, and then the, I go, she goes, oh, my God, she was on the show? And then it should be. And then then the second picture is basically um, like a picture of like what looks like a grandma grinding with like (laughs) with a guy with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So do you have any thoughts? I, I her response like I like his girlfriend because this that's what this show is all about. Like, like this, like four weddings, you're not watching it. Like there, most of it is to go is to like, kind of make fun of it and be happy that you weren't there. You know, like I, Mm. the, the, the part of the email that's like, actually like, I, I, you, 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 you picked out like a part of the email that I agree with where it's like all your lifelong friends were there and they never mentioned it. The, the (laughs) number one thing I think about when I watch four weddings is how crazy it is to have a camera crew at your wedding and how and and three other women who are just judging like here's the here's why I, under any other circumstance i would think that would be weird but at a wedding there's usually actually many videographers and photographers so i can almost see why at a wedding it might almost like you might almost forget that they were there in the same way that like you forget that like the people are video cuz people are videotaping your wedding Anyway, I, I never thought of that. You're right. I, 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 and I guess then the videographer is just focused in on three angry women right. the whole time. Yeah. Like, like that's the weirder part. It's almost yeah. like that love actually part where the guy is filming the wedding, except for he just keeps doing creepy close-ups. Sure. On, like, yeah. The bride. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, because I always watch it. I'm like, they'll like turn to each other and be like, that was cute. Like, you're like, Shut up! It's their wedding. Like, like, like these. <laughs> like, imagine you're giving your vows, and then you hear one girl you don't even know just sitting in the crowd going, "I wouldn't have said that." Like, like, what do you say? Here's the thing, though. People are kind of like saying that anyway. They're just not like on a show. Yeah, I guess. And I that guess is if, like the I, fucked up part about about that. We're all sort of on four weddings. We're on like forty weddings, really. Because sure. like every girl who goes to a wedding who's like in her like mid to late twenties and thirties is like looking at it to compare it to, to their or, she, or, her or, or she's idea. like, Oh, I like that. I'm going to bottle yeah. that for my own. Or I don't like that. 
like I'm going to make also, a point to not do that. I, I mean, I've talked a lot about I do a uh, when I did stand up back 700 years ago. <laughs> um, I used to talk about how like old Jews and movie theaters are the loudest fucking people in movie theaters. And it's the same at weddings. Like you'll hear old Jews at weddings like, oh, that's the cousin. Like you'll hear that. <laughs> Like, right. oh, she used, that's Barbara's niece. Like when they're walking the exactly. aisle. Like, they're just like, like oh. screaming random facts as if there's like, yeah, not, there's, this isn't the most magical day of someone's <laughs> life. It's always an old Jewish aunt screaming like, like very weird, descri- very vague descriptions that they think are specific. So it'd be like, she was in the thing and Barbara's thing had the thing. And you're like, okay, let him walk down the aisle. We can hear you over the string yeah. quartet. Yeah. But I, I do think it is interesting what happened. I can tell you what happened, though. She tells okay. me later that night they went through every season of TLC, found the episode, and then she watches it with her friends first. That's what set her up for disaster. Because her and her friends watched the episode together and made fun of it and they were cackling and they were laughing and they're having the best day ever. Finally, we found an episode of Four Weddings. We can trash this person's wedding. We can trash everyone in it. Right. And then her and her boyfriend sat in the couch and she probably redid the jokes she did for her friends that killed. Like she found out what it's like to bomb you know, right. like what i know to bomb because you'll and now have she's one like, audience oh like these everyone everyone was laughing at like these at this moment like y- yeah she, <laughs> right. she's repeating the jokes that she did well with her friends and then when she watched it again with her boyfriend the boyfriend was like well i know him you know like right like, right? right this is less funny to me because like he's a, i he's actually like a pretty good guy right yeah ex- exactly like and you're like well why aren't you having as much fun with this as i am and he, right. you know, the it's way he's personal. taken it's well, it's more personal. And he's also taken this, this direction. Could have been my wedding. He's probably this, thinking this, this, this could have been mine. This could have been mine. This could have been these could have, these are my friends. Also, he's doing a thing that a lot of New Jersey people do. And I, 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 I my DMs are about to flood. Um, people from New Jersey do this thing where they're like they like take pride in in the like in these like things that people make fun of like they get ahead of what people make fun of so he's like yeah we did a lot of fist pumping but that's why i love jersey you know us new jersey people we're fist pumping and we yell go fuck yourself all the time that's what we do uh not for everybody but i love it and it's like okay everybody's state has assholes in it like like it's like it's this weird like this weird like jersey strong thing that it's like i get it you're fr- you're proud of where you're from because you grew up there and you have memories from being a kid like I, he's taking it too personally is my opinion right. what do you yeah i think it would be like kind of crazy for him to not think first of all the show is edited for entertainment value right yes so if you saw all the raw footage of the entire wedding yes. like if she saw that if she saw the the video trailer that the real videographer put together with like the sentimental moments it wouldn't be as funny this is a show made for entertainment so they're gonna pick out the most absurd parts of the whole thing for your girlfriend and her friends is to to their pleasure it's like the bachelor like you get the edited version of the most absurd things that people are saying even time even more to that point have you ever watched 
the video from like a bar mitzvah or a wedding where they go over to the dance floor, everyone looks fucking ridiculous. Everyone looks out of their mind. It, I don't care if you're from Jersey or you're from Tampa. It doesn't make a difference. So right. like it is there to be made fun of. Like like I, I like go back and I have friends that I grew up with and they, like women for some reason. I don't know if this is a women thing, but I, always the women in my life. I grew up. Uh, uh, I have two very close friends, both women that we were like babies together, and their houses. Every now and again, they just like turn down the lights and put on old home videos. And I'm like, and I would always walk in there and be like, why are you watching these things? Like, this is so embarrassing. And they loved it. And they loved laughing at all the people dancing. And they like remembered lines from it. Like it was their favorite movie. Like this is like a version of that to me. Like anybody's dance floor would look ridiculous. Not just your friends. It's anyone's friends would be like, look at that guy. Like, any wedding. I remember I went to a wedding where one dude got out of his tux and put on a basketball jersey. And I was like making fun of him like the rest of the night. And I was like, this is – and if a video camera was on that, I would do the same thing on the couch. Right. It doesn't mean that you like think you're better than him or like – No. You're, right. I think that – I agree. I think that we explain this pretty well in the, in the sense that like – First of all, it's her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend, so she already has a proclivity to, like, talk some shit. I don't think that this has any translation to, like, what she will think of your actual friends or, like, any of that. I I think that's overthinking it a little bit. It's overthinking it. I think he's, again, the Jersey thing is playing first and foremost me because he's mentioned it a couple times in his email. And this is something people do with their home states. Oh, that's what we do. And it's like, dude, that's what everyone does with a different accent. Like right. Also, gives, like uh, yeah. it's okay to own that you're like the little ridiculous parts of of your of where you're from. Like, I'm from Long Island. Yes, has its own. It has it that has its own. Um, I'm from outside that of people Bo- say. I'm right. from outside of Boston. Believe me, uh, no one's ever said anything yeah. about anybody from Boston. Yeah, I. I I I'm think it's you. okay to be like a little <laughs> self-aware of like the stereotypes of your area and like have a little laugh at them. Doesn't Absolutely. mean you're like a traitor to your state or your city or your also, town. Also, your friends are just as fucking stupid as everyone else's friends. So it's like your friends aren't like unmake funnable. Like like they like those could have been anybody and she would have made fun of it. I'm on her side. I think she did everything any normal person would have done. And I think he's taking also the other thing to take personally is like he dated that woman. So this kind of goes back to the right. email that we did um, with about Kay's suitor from mm-hmm. from the dating show you guys are doing like the woman who was like, oh, that's my ex. I I'm kind of embarrassed by it. He's a little embarrassed by it. Like he dated a, he dated someone who would go on a reality show to try and win a honeymoon. Like, that's a little embarrassing. So I get it. I get it, too. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. 
The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and sea holly bio-extract, Claren's multi-active cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While multi-active cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarence.com slash UUP and get multi-active day and night cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? I'm ready. You want to read it? This is our second male writer. You, you, sorry, UUP at badges.com. Yeah. I, th- I, I think the audience is growing. We've got a, feel- got a lot more emails from men recently. Actually. I think what's happened is, and I, I, as, as evident from the last email, is the men are getting brought in by their girlfriends, which I love. Like, and it's happening during quarantine. They're going, hey, you need some shit to listen to. Like, I have kind of like fallen in and out of podcasts I listen to because I'm like, I'm, I've had enough of these voices. I need like, and also I think generally people are looking again. If I, I, this is a plug for the podcast. This is the perfect show to put your brain on the shelf and let us take the wheel. And that's what we're looking to do for an hour, hour and a half. We've been even running long because both Jordan and I don't want to talk to our roommates that much. Okay. <laughs> so, so this is our, this is our one, our one time a week. <laughs> this is the only way time we get away. So keep sending the emails, keep spreading the word. UUP at betches.com. You ready for some awkward sex? I'm ready. J&J, big fan and loyal listener here. Saw Jared crush a stand-up set at the Comedy Cellar a couple couple years back while visiting NYC and have been listening to podcasts ever since. That brings a tear to my eye. It's back Uh, in the days of yore. I know. (laughs) Back back when stand-up existed. Um, I I appreciate the insights and good advice you both regularly give out. I've rated, reviewed, subscribed, uh, referred several friends, all that jazz. I have an awkward sex story for you. I was casually dating a woman I met on Hinge. It was something like our fourth date. and We hadn't had sex yet. We both decided it was time to take things to the next level. We had hung out at her place a couple of times before. She was, de- 
She has a dog that is very friendly and cute, but also doesn't respect personal space and tends to repetitively lick any inch of exposed skin. Uh-oh. Uh, when it came time to move to the bedroom, she locked the dog out of the room and turned off all the lights. It was so dark, I couldn't see anything. No lighting at all. I was just groping around in the darkness the whole time. That, that sounds sexy. Uh, <laughs> but that was far from the weirdest aspect of the night. Immediately following sex, she went to the bathroom, and when the door opened, the dog burst back in. I kid you not, the dog made a direct beeline for my semi-erect penis and started licking aggressively. Oh, my God. This was during the period immediately following sex where the penis is extremely sensitive and any sort of touch is very unwelcome. I was completely unprepared for this attack, and it sent shockwaves through my whole body. <laughs> oh, this is brutal. Uh, as I tried to cover my penis, I shouted out... out <laughs> This as is like I a tried, romance novel. Yeah, as I tried to cover my penis, <laughs> I shouted it out in horror. What the hell? The dog is licking my penis. <laughs> nah, I don't know if that's what I'm yelling out. Jordan, <laughs> what would you yell know. out? Ah! Like I, would, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't be as descriptive. Just penis is just such a aggressive word. Her like vagina. Yeah, vagina and penis, like, I guess uh, dick is better. Dick, right? I guess, yeah. I don't know. He was wanting to use the, the real, tech, like, uh, a <laughs> clinical term. Her response was, with a dismissive tone, well, don't let the dog do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, don't let the dog do that. It's not like I asked for this. If it was up to me, trust me, I would definitely not have allowed this to happen. My question to you guys, is this something that dogs commonly do? I've never been with a woman who owns a dog before, and if this is common, I will need to make sure to take precaution to protect myself next time. Also, given her nonchalant response, do you think this is a learned behavior of this dog, i.e. it knows that being locked out of the bedroom means sex is happening and makes a beeline for the penis every time? No, I don't think that's. <laughs> that's, that's, that's <laughs> no, I don't think. I think that's something she would be aware of. Yeah, is it com is completely excusing the bad behavior of a dog a deal breaker? We've since broken up, so this dog won't have a chance to become a repeat offender. Hope you get a both get a good laugh out of this, and looking forward to hearing your responses. Sincerely, feeling violated. So, Jordana, <laughs> what do you think of this situation? Um. You and I are I both not dog owners. We're not dog owners. I don't know if this... I mean, I I can tell you that um, when I was young, we had a dog that wasn't neutered. We had a golden mm. retriever that wasn't neutered. And he used to, like, try to, like, hump me and my sisters, just, like, okay. walking around. He was very sexually aggressive dog. Okay. I don't know if this is this is the closest I encounter that I've, I've come to. Yeah. A, uh, well... But... but um, I would say it's a, the fact that she didn't really care is like the annoying part. I think the actual well, like if she was like if this if if I had a dog, I would imagine and it did that to a guy that I was sleeping with, I imagine my first response would be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like let me get the dog out." Not like Sure. Why are you letting him do that? I He's, well, this is I mean, okay, my DMs are about to be flooded with people from Jersey who own dogs. Dog owners can be pieces of shit. And, oh. uh, well, they can be, I said. They can be. 
what happens with and I immediately dog people are out of their minds like in general like just the nature just by virtue that you and I right four seconds ago just said we both don't owe dogs someone will think that we have no ability to have a reasonable uh, response to this email that's how crazy dog people are they're like well you don't own a dog you don't understand I understand common courtesy what happens with dog owners a lot of times is if they don't train the dog well enough, they blame the dog and then they don't take any blame themselves. Like to me, right. this is it's a like badly, a kid. Yeah, it's like a kid. They'll go, oh, like, but like with a kid, if a kid just came up to me and started humping my leg, they, you, the, uh, the owner of the kid wouldn't go, oh, little Timmy just does that sometimes. Right. You know, or just dog yeah. owners do do that. Like, just oh, just shoo him away. No, why don't you parent your dog? Why don't you you know like do you know what I mean? Right. Like it, yeah. it, this, this is her saying that this isn't my problem. Oh, the dog does it. It's like well, why don't you speak right. to the dog and tell him to to stop? Right. I also yeah. I also just feel like if if she's if she or anyone in this scenario were like not concerned with like how the way that their animal was reacting to you was making you feel. That in itself shows that they don't really they're they're not they don't really care about well, you that th- much. They they don't really care about having responsibility for the pet, or the way that that whatever that not having responsibility for the for the pet is impacting like other people and their and their comfort. Well, that that's the thing when you, when you don't look at the dog and go bad dog, saying hey dog stop that's wrong, is a little bit of her admitting I did wrong. I haven't trained the dog well enough. I should, you know, like, well, that's almost like the same thing as if your partner says something that's sort of like is embarrassing you or like, or, or is wrong. I've chosen this partner. Yeah. If you're (laughs) not like, stop, we're like, stop saying that or stop doing that. Like, it's kind of the same thing. There's similar. I mean, (laughs) Jordana just described her, her partner as uh, like owning a dog. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I and vice I, versa I, and vice versa. I, 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 there is an element of like, you know, what are you, you know, I don't know. I, I this, I get annoyed with dog owners because a lot of times it, they will take, they'll blame their own bad behavior on the dog. And this right. is kind of what this is. This email is saying like a dog licking your penis, like, that's a horrible that's a horrifying thing like i wouldn't want that at all. like the idea that like a dog just runs in and just starts licking everything you're like okay this is a badly trained dog like so you know there's no th- that's objectively done wrong the problem becomes that like dog owners are if they're out of their minds they they always do this thing well you don't understand oh that could be because of this and it's like i i i, I don't right, know what's not to your understand. problem yeah, yeah that's not my problem i i this happens all the time with like you walk around the city, like the the leash being all the way across the sidewalk, like. And then what they do is they go, "Oh, you must hate dogs." No, I hate rude people. <laughs> you know, like I. Yeah. And, but I I think like, well, the what the hell the dog is licking my penis also is like such a jarring thing to yell out that like I also would give the dog owner a little bit credit. Like, I don't even know what okay. to say to that. <laughs> like, right. Maybe like, that was just her initial reaction of like, like, okay, well, like, stop him. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I, I, like, I'll take care of this later. I'm a little embarrassed. So like, right. I do understand where it's like, if I heard like the dog is licking my penis, I'd be like, 
Um, stop him now. <laughs> like, right. like, like, don't you not want this? The obvious answer is to like, right. Not allow this to happen. Yeah. I, but I would I also, I would also follow it with like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, yeah, I would follow up. I'm so sorry. I got to get him to stop. We're training or I need to start retraining the dog. Like I, I, but all of those responses take some, you know, sense of responsibility. Like, I, I think we kind of live in a little bit of a world right now where nobody takes the loss. And it's like the, a version of saying, hey, I'm sorry, the dog's out of its fucking mind, is a version of going, I didn't properly train my dog. Right. People should red, do that. I red agree. flag deal breaker. Red flag if the dog is licking you. Deal breaker if the response is not like apologetic. Yeah, it's a deal breaker if it's like amongst other things with the dog, like you, you that you're taking no responsibility. Right. Like that you're just like, that's what he does. That's that's little Barky. And you're right. like, no, Barky sucks. I agree. What would you call it? Doggy dick daycare. <laughs> sure. What about you? <laughs> I feel like you've totally checked out on this email. You're like, fuck this dog. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking sit, boo, boo, sit. Remember the old T V thing? The puppy who lost its who lost its penis? I don't know. <laughs> do, do you remember the T V thing? Sit boo boo sit? Good dog. No, remember, what like, is that? Well, like after T V shows, they would have this like outro, like for the production company. Sit ubu sit. <laughs> That's it. It's um it was at the end of um Family Ties, Spin City. Family Ties. Yeah, Isn't that show from like the 80s? Yeah, okay. I like TV. <laughs> Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com.
You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. All right, emails. Hi, J&J. My boyfriend of a year and a half is looking to buy a house and has been thinking about this for the whole time I've known him. So they've been dating a year and a half. He has said things here and there about me eventually moving in and has asked me my preference on certain areas. However, the overall general feeling I get is hot and then cold and then not and not inclusive of me. He has made comments like this house has a two car garage so I could get another car. He made a comment. If I had 50 K more, I could look into this neighborhood um, without ever bringing me into the equation. I have savings and I probably I would possibly be interested in helping. But the larger issue is. Uh, that he wasn't bringing it up and we weren't having an open open adult conversation about our plan. He invited me to house showings, but in, in a way like in a way that's like any desire to see a house tomorrow at 9am or would you rather sleep in, which felt like an obligatory (laughs) ask since he knew he would be waking, we would be waking up together the next day. The, um, the one house showing we went to together, he was awkward when the realtor brought up middle schools and made the comment that, that that wasn't of the that wasn't of concern. He is thirty. I'm twenty seven, and I know we are ways away from marriage slash kids. But to me, him buying a house and us moving in together is something that we should have been able to have an open dialogue about. The glossing over went on for months, and I finally brought it up and said how I honestly felt in the situation. He responded by saying it was a financial decision first for him, and he would try to be more inclusive, and that he would obviously want me to move in eventually. My lease has another 10 months and I'm not 100% sure I would want to move in right away, but it just felt weird that he is making this huge life decision and barely consulting me. Our talk left me feeling unfulfilled and I'm not really sure where to go from here. This isn't the first time he has avoided having hard conversations and when I bring them up, he is good at diffusing the conversation, but I always feel unsatisfied for having to bring it up in the first place. Uh, I read attached and I think we are the attached avoidant relationship, so I do tend to overanalyze and he tends to think unilaterally. Am I reading too much into this? Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you. Confused Lisey. This is a tough one. What do you think? Well, I, I think there's a transition in every relationship where, and we've, I think we've talked about this before, but that the dating, it goes from, the conversation goes from me to we. Right. And, you know, I don't think that there's a, like an actual talk like there is when you become dating, but it's got to feel natural for both parties that like, you know, a wedding invitation. Are we going? 
It's uh, you right. know, a wedding invitation. That's comes. the difference between like a relationship and like a serious relationship. I would say. I would say that too. So it's like, um, like, so when Jess and I first started dating, I owned my apartment, and when it came, you know, the discussion of like, okay, when she started saying like, like when we started talking about moving in together, she would say, I don't want to move into your apartment. That was part of the discussion, mm. and. That you know, and at that point, those are what was her reasoning for that? She wanted to live downtown, she liked living downtown. She was like, I, I want to be near my friends, and um, and also, I don't, and a, a, a part of it was that she didn't want to feel like she was moving. I, I think that she was living in your in my space, right? I think that was like so a it was big your part apartment, and she was living, she didn't want to feel like she was living in your apartment. I think that was like most of it, like, it, like she didn't want to feel like she was like a a renter in my home. Like, you know, it's like, right. It, like, you know, like had an apartment in my apartment, you know, and I, I understand that. Like, there's not, I heard that and I was like, okay. And also that's like part of relationships where it's like, you have a different feeling than I have. Like in my mind, I'm like, Hey, like, and also like, Hey, it's cheaper to move in here. Like we, we don't have to move. Like uh, I can split the cost of the move from you to me. Like I was bringing up other sides. I'm like, here are the pros and cons. Like, and you go through that together, right? Right. Yes. So in this situation, like, and I, I also do understand that people generally have their own plans uh, of like, I'm going to own a house by 30 and I'm going to be at this level of my career by 32. Like that could be anyone, male or female. Right. So, but when you start seeing someone seriously, they have to work into those plans, Right. Well, yeah, that's, I think that, yeah, if you're making any long-term plans and you see a future with the person that you're dating, like, you should be taking them into consideration. After a certain point, if you're not, I do think it indicates that you're not as serious about the relationship. But yeah. again, I can see the other side, too, where it's kind of like, this is something that I'm doing with or without you. And I kind of like, this is something that I want for a reason that has nothing to do with our relationship. Although in a sense, it's kind of like, it's hard to make that argument because it's a house where like, yeah, I, I think this is like out of order to me. Like well, to me, like, like to me, like don't they talk about moving in first? And then like, if you're dating someone, you're like, well, I'm buying a house. It's happening. And it's like, and then you start seeing someone, you get more and more serious. You have to go. All right. Well, like remember that episode of the office where Jim just buys her, his parents house without yeah. even telling Pam. And you're Surprise. like, yeah, like you'd be like, what, what, what? Like in I what relationship? Live in your parents' old house. <laughs> yeah. And also like in what relationship does a surprise house like make any sense? You know, right. like, like you didn't even talk. And like the person asking, like she said in this email, like, you know, how awkward it got when the person asked about the school system. And it's like, dude, are you just like, what if his reasoning for buying a house is like, I want to have equity. Like, like he needs to maybe find another way to do that or maybe include this per I don't know it I think it's too early to buy a house together but it's it's also like it, it like I I right. think the, like the order I can understand the his dilemma of like this is something I want to do yeah um I wanted to do it for a while and like I am happy to be dating but I'm not I'm not at the point yet where like every decision in my life needs to feel like it's like 
like I want to be able, I still want to be independent enough that I'm making decisions that I want on my own, which I do think is like fine. It just means like he's maybe not like thinking about how serious his relationship can will, will be. I think that I think she's right, and that guys do are able to compartmentalize that more than like a lot of women are. Mm. So I think that we would take into to consideration like the whole picture. And correct me know. if I'm wrong, and that's just an excuse. That feels like an excuse to me because I've kind of gone through this. Like I, I, there, I had already had my apartment that I was an owner of, and then I had to like, and then we have this discussion. I moved downtown. Like I'm now in a new apartment, and you know, to me, like when we talked about it, I was like, well, if that's what makes this whole, you know, like if that's how, I don't know. It, it, it's because I remember with my apartment, I was like, man, it would be so easy if she just wanted to live here, <laughs> you know, like, well, what if it, he's like, what if in hit, you already own that apartment. So what if in his head, he's like, okay, we've been dating a year and a half. It's going well. I'm not sure that we're going to get married, but like, I feel like it's a pretty serious relationship. But at this point, I'm not, I just don't know yet. So, so I don't know if I, I, I but I want a house regardless. And like, so I think that's what she needs to say to him. Like, you know, she says like she wrote a very important part. I think she has to like own what she was looking for. She's like, well, I could help with the, the, the apartment. No, 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 no. That's not about that. You said that you have a lease that's up in 10 months. The lease has another 10 months and I'm not 100% sure I would want to move in right away. You have to get to the point of wanting to move in with him. Like right. before you- then then you have like an actual then you're going to him with like a clear vision. Sure. And, of this and is what I want. So I think the idea of like him buying a place, but like like he could do what I did. He could buy the place, get into it, and you could say to him, Hey, I want to live with you, but we you gotta find someone to be a tenant and and do like do things that way. And it's like and, and move forward with me there it's a very tough thing i i because because i get let's say he's like okay i'm not sure that i'm not at that point where i'm like ready to, to propose i'm not yeah, i'm not like or i'm not 100 percent sure that this is gonna last forever do i want to like do something which i consider like a financial a way to like financially secure myself or something that i'm doing like in terms of my career, my finances, do I want to like involve this person in that? If I'm not sure, like what, what if it I didn't wouldn't. work out? I, I wouldn't, I would be like, to me, if I was in his position, the thing is like, it, it's tough to tell someone like if his goal is to own a, a property, a house, um, I could see how he'd be like, this has always been my goal, but it, it, it's, it's weird because it's like, if he was taking the relationship seriously, then he would think about her in ter- uh, amongst right. her goals. I, I, to me, it feels well, like he's, I think that's the real question. It's not even about yeah. the house. It's not yeah. about the house because I'm thinking of like, you know, I think of these things with Jess involved because I take our relationship seriously. Like, if I didn't, I would be like, yeah, I'm still buying this fucking house. I, uh, this is kind of my plan. Like, I, I, I think this is like some. Sometimes people are in relationships lazily, like right. like where it's like, yeah, you're here. We go out sometimes. This is my relationship. And it's like, and they're like, well, that's done. I have my social life all done. Now let me take care of everything else and we'll see how that works out. You know, it kind of feels like that to me, right? 
Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm saying it, it does feel like that, but I also like I, I can understand a, a line of thinking that he has of like, I'm not sure how serious this is going to be. And again, like I agree, like that is the question. That's what she really wants to know. The house is really just like an excuse for that. So I think like what she should do is sort of clarify like where she sees the relationship going. And yeah. I think that will lead into the conversation about the house because if she's like, I, you know, they've been dating a year and a half, which isn't, it's, it's not super long, but it's also not very short. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, it's actually almost like a, it makes sense as like a time of like one person maybe wanting to move faster or deeper into a relationship than mm. another. But I think it's a totally acceptable time to be like, well, where do you see this going? Like, if you're buying this house, do you envision, like, getting married and, and, like, raising kids in it? Or is this something that you want to, like, flip in a few years and really, like, you don't really foresee as, like, a long, a long-term thing that you're going to have? And I think an important part of her email, this isn't the first time he's avoided having hard conversations. When I bring them up, he is good at diffusing the conversations. I think this isn't, like, a battle of you versus him in these conversations. You have to decide what you want. If you're saying... Hey, I enjoy my time with you. I envision myself moving in with you as things are going today, whenever that will happen. Do you see that happening, considering how we're dating now? Like, I think she has to own a little bit more of, like, what she wants in her plans. Right. And I'm saying, like, and then, like, finding out, I'm saying, the only reason I was, like, well, find out from him about, like, what he wants to do with the house is, like, so that you can see if that aligns with your plans. Yeah. And, and... You know, it becomes this thing where she was like, well, I read the attach and I think the attached avoidant relationship. So I tend to overanalyze. No, I don't think it's overanalyzing to go, hey, you're bringing up buying a house. If you buy a house, that's going to impact the decision of whether you move in with me. That does affect my life. Like he's operating in a world where his decisions don't affect her life. And that's not true. Whenever you're in a relationship with someone, every decision you make is is going to be, you know, felt by the other person if you see it going somewhere that's what i'm saying and i think that's a fair question to ask at this point yeah and i so i think like the idea that like he operates in this vacuum i buy a house that's nothing to do with you well it does have something to do with me that pushes back you know like i was planning to like right i'm looking to like uh live with like my lease is up in 10 months i was thinking we would move in together so if this is going to be a house that i'm going to be moving into i think that like we should have that discussion yeah and I don't want to live in a house that was just bought and I have to like live as as the tenant of my boyfriend. Like that's a perfectly reasonable thing. That was right. kind of how it was brought to me. Like that's not the exact words that my girlfriend used, but in, you know, it's the words are, you know, that's kind of how I've thought about it. Right. It's difficult. I think that's Be- fair. It, it's fair. It's difficult. I, I think like all of these transitional things are very difficult where it's like, yeah, the like, you know, I'm talking about like going home. I, I want to go see my parents. And it's like my parents are like, come, come, come. And I go, well, I have to like talk this out with someone. Right. <laughs> you know, like I can't just I could I could hop a flight, but it'd be very like to me. I wouldn't feel comfortable just like, hey, I'm tomorrow at eight. I'm getting on a flight. I'm going to go see my parents. Like, right. You'd have to discuss it with someone. I would mm-hmm. I would think that's part of a relationship. I Someone could hear that and go. Why? It's your parents. I would go, well, I, I wouldn't, I would understand right, that. And that's like, that's the, other the difference person, between yeah. a serious relationship and like a casual relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, if he can't even talk about the idea of you moving in right now, then maybe he's not even thinking that far ahead right. and he doesn't see this as seriously as you do. 
the inability to talk about it, I think, is like one of the bigger issues because I do think that like it's common and it's okay for people to want to move at different speeds in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's like totally crazy to think that like one person can be ready for the next step before another person. I don't think that means that person will never be ready or not. Sure. You know what I mean? Like people take different amounts of time before they want to like do anything, move in together, get married, yeah. have kids. Like just because someone isn't on the exact same page as you, I don't think that's necessarily even realistic to expect the two people are going to want the same things at the same time with every aspect of them moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So the question is more like, are you willing to talk about like the fact that you aren't ready and when you think you might be ready or like that you're unsure or, or articulate like what you're actually feeling about the relationship in like a real way or are you just trying to like brush off that conversation because I think that's really the bigger question. Yeah, are you brushing off this conversation? Sometimes it feels like people brush off these conversations because they're, lo- they're too lazy to, to end a relationship. <laughs> you know, right. like, ah, I don't know. I like how things are going. So they just want to like run in place where they are. Ah, why don't we just keep, you know, until you break this? up with them. Right. Like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, there's a f- feeling of that. Well, I think guys also kind of capitalize on that because they're like, we're having, f- are you having fun? I'm having fun. I know. Yeah. Like, why, do like, we need, wh- why do we need to talk about anything? Like we're having fun. Why would I we can't... ruin a good thing? You know, like right. it, it does become that. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Which is super annoying, but like. You know, yeah, it, it, it it's like, it's kind of like, hey, we're going away. When are you gonna pack? I'll pack when I pack. You know, it's like, no, well, I'm I'm trying to like figure out what I'm gonna bring on this trip. Like, right. Also, bag sizes, and the other person's like, ah, who cares? And you're like, yeah, well, right. we kind of have you to know plan- these things. Why do you have to plan everything? Yeah, and it's like, I I understand that. It's again, I I'm I've waffled around this email with you because I'm like, this is. This is easier for us to, like, say than it is for them to have this conversation. Like, For sure. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely very difficult. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. 
Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do another email. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You ready? Yes. My friends and I love the podcast, and after I told them about this text I got from a guy I dated, they suggested I send it to you. Here's the backstory. I met this guy on Hinge about a year ago, and we have been going on dates and hanging out for about three months. One weekend, we had plans, and when I texted him that morning to confirm, he told me that he had booked a last-minute trip to visit his ex in Costa Rica and try to get back together with her. Oi! After that, That's I tough. didn't hear from him. <laughs> I have a good trip. Um, after that, I didn't hear from him for, for months until April when I got this text. I teach first grade at a low-income school, so I think that's where he was coming from. Curious to know your thoughts. If he really didn't uh, need the stimulus check and wanted to help people, well, wouldn't he just give it to a charity? Do we have to? So we, let's read well, it. We'll read that. So she gets this text from the ex that left her to go pursue his ex in Costa Rica. Um, so you're him, and I'll be her. So this is April after he had left for he's back from costa rica clearly hi hi hope you're doing well i know this is a little heartbreaking for you since i know you love teaching so much hi yeah i definitely miss my kids i meant to send you a message a few weeks ago to see if any of your kids were having a hard time i got the stimulus thing or whatever and i know i don't need it as much as other people most of them seem to be doing okay. <laughs> Such a so, weird text. <laughs> so she gets this text from him. And she says, uh, curious to know your thoughts. If he really didn't need the stimulus check and wanted to help people, wouldn't he just give it to a charity? The whole thing made me feel weird. My school has done a lot to help out our families during this time. But handling them a check from a guy I dated <laughs> almost a year ago felt too weird. I'm just imagining like, her like presenting this check to these like lower income <laughs> school like you know like my ex and I, it reminds me of like wet hot american summer when the yeah. art teacher is like telling the kids about her ex yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey hey uh these new crayons are, are 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 a gift from hinge david <laughs> like, from hinge david and uh you know he wants he wants you guys to know that he's there for you and that he's sorry that he um left me for yeah. joanne in costa rica <laughs> and our situationship didn't work out but you guys get to have these new crayons uh what do, <laughs> what do you like i don't know this text is so bizarre this is very transparent to me like he clearly like wants some sort of like in to come back into her life or to like mm. reopen the conversation and he's trying to make it about like him being a good guy so that yeah. she can't be like well fuck you because like yeah it's a hard thing to say to someone who's like here can i can i give you twelve hundred dollars for like impoverished children well he doesn't even offer the money 
he 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 just kind of like says he's the type oh, yeah, he of guy. He doesn't really offer it. No, right. he, he, he what he does. Sometimes a lot of people what they do is they'll bring up things that make them sound good but offer no actionable. So now she that should... <laughs> Yeah, like here's I would just send the address for where he can send the money. Like, you know, <laughs> or some good ideas for some charities. I I mean, it's just bizarre because out of the woodwork, um, he's pitying her. I know this must be hard for you. Like, this is like a fake amount of emotional connection to me. Right. Like, you know what's harder even than not being able to teach is being dumped when you thought you had plans with someone so that they could go <laughs> pursue their ex in Costa Rica. Yeah. I would say that's even harder, probably, yeah, for most I, people. We're all doing fine here. Uh, <laughs> Um, we, well, also this is again during quarantine, the dates match up. He is go reaching out to anyone, all this stuff happening during quarantine. You always have to think of they're going back to people. They once that they, everyone, all these guys that are sending texts out of the woodwork. It just so happens to be week one of quarantine when meeting a new person is impossible. So you go back to all your old people and you try and find who will be nice back to you. And he was like, and he was, he knew that he had this like memory, which makes him sound like a listener. It makes him right. sound like, like, oh, I remember, oh, you know, this, all of this hardship in the world made me think of the kids. And it's like, right. And you dude, and how much you love the kids. And you mentioned that, that you like teaching. And I got this extra money, and I'm sure this will help somebody. Never <laughs> mentions where it will go. or it, This all feels like, you know, right now, with everything that's happening in the world, it, it is a, there is a, there's a weird segment of people that are finding a way to profiteer off of what's going on. And the worst and people, they're the worst people, but they, and, and it's very easy to do right now because all you have to do is sound like a good person. And now you are a good person because all of this is bullshit. He doesn't ask, where can I send the money? Like it, it, it's one thing right. to say like this money should go to charity. It's another thing to go. I'm giving this to charity. What foundations are help schools the most? He didn't say that. Right. This is so much worse than just being like, how have you been? Because it's like Awful. such bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, this is like, what are they? Uh, this is like fake activism. Like this is like, right. you know, this is posting. Do you think she, what do you think she should say, say to him? <clears throat> she should never speak to him again. It's over. <laughs> like, like this, most of them seem to be doing okay. If a guy will leave you for Costa Rica for an ex, the day of a date, he will do these shit things too and try. I, I, I think she needs to start with someone new. Anyone who would, you know, just bail and then come back and make it about the right. kids. The is, first is thing a, that you should say if you leave someone for Costa Rica and you want to get back in touch is to say, hey, um, I'm so sorry about the way that yes. I treated you and everything ended. Like that would have to be the first thing you said. You can't come back and just pretend like that never happened. Instead, he's Mother Teresa, and he's <laughs> caring about the kids. How are the kids? How are the first graders? Like, right. um, we're all fucking waiting for our call to cancel the date. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. The kid, 
<laughs> we they could share you some money from Miss Lippy's ex. Yeah. Ex thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, these are the, like, it, it is so weird. Like, Dating is so tough because there's just so many different ways to get in touch with someone and not admit to like, hey, I was a fucking asshole and I'm coming back to you because I don't have any other prospects and I just need someone to fucking <laughs> text me back. Like, and he didn't know how to even say that it. would almost be kind of refreshing. If you're that in that situation, you're thinking about texting your ex, use Jared's use Jared's <laughs> uh, text. Hey, you just I said, have. Hey, I have nobody else, and my phone, I look at it 7,000 times a day, and there's never a new text, and I just need excitement. What's up? <laughs> that should be your I, opening Honestly, message. I feel like a lot of people would find that refreshing. I, I think so, too. Yeah. You want, you want to play some games? Let's do it. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker? They have all their grade school picture day photos hung on the wall of their apartment. Eight by eleven framed. Well, this is this seems real. It, it, it's like to me, this is like like if that was happening. If you walked in, here's where it's okay. It's okay if this person is just like a clown. Like if someone's like clownish okay. in every it's other like way. If it's if they're ironic in every way, and you're like, this guy's a weird dude. This chick is a weird chick. Uh, but I like it, and I think it's funny, and it's really quirky. And then you walk into the apartment, and it's all just eight by eleven framed pictures of them from from first grade until high school. I respect that. That like you've right. taken a personality and you've taken it to the nth degree. If like I hate when someone shows no form of personality. And then they have this one thing that's their funny joke. I'm like, I right, why you did you this need doesn't this? Align. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't align. So that well, let's give it a more realistic twist. Okay. Let's say they Instagram a throwback picture of themselves. Okay. Every week, baby picture. And that's their thing. They just yeah. like, and it's like current mood. Is the caption and it's them angry. A new pick every week. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm okay with that. Like you're playing along with something that's happening. It's not like they invented TBT. If they were right. like, if they were like, um, if they invented their new, uh, a, a new Instagram day, that would annoy me more. Okay. Like if they were like, oh, Sunday, you know what I do? And you're like, no one it's cares. It's flashback Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's it's grade school Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. What if they have grade school picks in their dating app by profile? I never understood that. I never. A lot like, of people a, do that. A lot of people do it, and it seems to be like a joke that never worked ever, or like no one ever explained why it's funny. Yeah, and I guess like I don't know. No guy looks at that and is like perfect. Like I, I mean, I hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some I, some do. <laughs> apparently. Um, wrong kinds i don't know it's it's not yeah i never understood the grade school picture in any what yeah. would you do red flag i feel like i always feel like it's a little like depressing almost when like especially if the person like was like a really cute kid and it just mm. seems like they're trying to like channel the past or like living in the past or something like that sure it's it's almost on online with like those people that only like nostalgia like they, right. that's all it's they like, talk about it's like okay let's live in the present yeah, like, yeah. Does, do you hate life that much? Like, your childhood wasn't even that great. 
Right. <laughs> I agree. Um, I would say it's a. The, the, I agree with you. Like, if it's like kind of like their thing, I get, I think I'd probably be a red flag either way. I'd probably get over it. I'd like yeah. make fun of it and sort of see it. I mean, when I met Mike and I went to his apartment, he had a framed picture of like his family dogs, which I thought was really weird. Mm-hmm. Which I told him about. Those aren't. Those were were not brought to the new. They didn't make it to the move. <laughs> but that could just be me, and everyone probably thinks I'm the asshole. I mean, I walked. Uh, Jess and I were walking down the street the other day, and we saw a framed picture, and it looked like three roommates, and it was like three dudes in their twenties, like doing like a family portrait, and oh. it it was funny. I could imagine that if I went to like a twenty four year old dude's place, and he had a picture of him and his two roommates hung up on the wall like it's almost nice that those guys cared enough to put anything on the wall like at least they made the effort to do that like i think that's fun i i i I could be on board for that i agree with that let's do another okay read this yes hey j and j i've been an avid listener for years and thank you for endlessly entertaining me during the quarantine you two give the best advice i really need some right right about now Four years ago, my boyfriend, who I thought I was going to marry, passed away. It was the hardest thing I've had to go through. I thought I would never be happy or meet anyone again. It took me years to recover and be emotionally healthy enough to start dating again. I got back in the dating pool, put myself out there, dated some jerks and some great guys, but nobody compared to the man I lost. Six months ago, I met this incredible guy who could be the one. I'm so lucky I found someone that checks all the boxes except one. He occasionally smokes cigarettes. Smoking has always been a deal breaker for me. He reeled me in and I was in too deep when I realized he was a semi-serious smoker. He smokes a lot when he drinks and then he will have the occasional one or two during the day. He never smokes inside and brushes his teeth. Uh, He never smokes inside and brushes his teeth right after he smokes. I'm usually pretty easygoing, but find myself nagging and getting angry at him when he smokes. Then he gets annoyed at me for nagging. I have repeatedly told him I wish he would stop. I don't want him to die, too. I can't go through another death. I know this is a choice uh, he is going to have to make, but how do I encourage without nagging him to quit? Well, I just have to wait for him to, to make the decision. Um, so this is like a red flag deal breaker email. Yes. How do you feel? <sighs> I kind of feel like you have to like, I would say I would go into it with her. I would think about like, I would think about the fact that he'll, I would go into this like he's never going to quit. Like he's going to keep doing whatever he's doing and accept that and then make your decision whether or not that's something you can live with or not. I think when you try to change people, it creates Mm. this like, awkward tense situation like like we're talking about here where it's like she feels really strong about something which is her total right to do but i don't think i think people have to change because they want to change not because you're telling them to so i think that i but i so i would just go into it being like this is who he is he's going to be smoking if this is something you really can't deal with i would leave it's really hard much harder to do than it is to 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 say than it is to do but Mm. i don't think i think or you can just say, I accept this about him. I don't like it. It's not my favorite thing, but I'm just going to accept that this is like something that he does and I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I, I, I think so much about this is perspective. She has, she, I mean, it's a very, very well written email. I totally understand where she's coming from. She has to understand that he's not looking at it the way you're looking at it. And I think that's where it becomes 
I think she's taking it personal because of what's happened in the past. Her past, right. And, and like, if she had written this email, hey, my boyfriend gets mad um, that I'm nagging him to stop smoking cigarettes. I don't want him to die. I wouldn't have this opinion. But because her email starts with a story, a very tragic story of her boyfriend who she thought was the one going to pass away, that's the backdrop for all of this. And then she writes, I can't go through another death. She sees smoking cigarettes as him trying to die. And it seems like from the way the email's written, and that's all I can go off of, but it seems like she takes that as like, He's not respecting the past she what she has dealt with. Right. Like that, so like and I understand I don't think she's wrong for feeling that way. I'm just saying the way the angle with which she looks at smoking cigarettes is very personal and very specific. You're smoking cigarettes to try and kill yourself and to like put yourself in a position to die while knowing that I've gone through this before. And it's like he's not looking at it that way. He's probably in his 20s, thinks he's invincible, thinks, yeah, I smoke occasionally and I'll stop once I get older. But, you know, it's not a problem. This is like in the way people rationalize going outside without a mask or going, you know, and drinking too much. He's rationalizing it in the I'm a young man and nothing will ever take me down way. And. Right. And she's writing in she's writing in from the perspective of I've dated someone who thought he was invincible and he wasn't. And and so I think like she has to empathize with how he rationalizes cigarettes and it's not about being It has nothing to do with her. It has nothing to do right. with her. It, I think that's like and what you said is exactly exactly right where it's like okay, this goes on the resume item of him. You you know, his resume has all these positives. And then at the bottom, it says, doesn't know Excel and smoke <laughs> cigarettes. And to me, when you find someone great, they're all going to have pluses and minuses. Like, right. Except I for think the person like, I'm living with. Who's perfect. Who's perfect in every way. <laughs> right. And I think that like, again, like that goes for anything that's sort of an important issue for you. It's, it can be like, you can try to change that about the person or, or try to convince them to change. But I think like, and maybe someone will change a little bit or do it less sure. than they, they would. But I think that has to be their decision. And I don't think that you can like, if it's the thing, if it's the thing that is going to be like, whether you're in or you're out, I think you have to decide that for yourself. You can't put that on them. Yeah. And I, and I brought up the mask thing because I think it kind of like is relatable because there are some people that are like, when you say, yeah, I wear my mask outside. And when I go into a business, I, I put it on. There are people out there that are like, well, I guess you're putting people that you walk by at risk to die. And, and it's like, well, they're looking at it from another angle. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, and that's like, and so where she, and when people hear that, they go, well, stop, get off of me. Stop, stop using, stop waving the more righteous path right. above my head. And it's like, that's the same thing for him. I'm, I'm sure he's going, I'm not going to die. You know, that doesn't, if he could speak honestly and not be hurtful, he would go, what happened to you is horrible, but I don't see that, uh, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice is probably the way right. he's thinking, which sounds very, um, 
you're not being very caring. Like it, that would be the un, you know. So I understand where he's coming from, where he's like, yeah, I, I you know, this is. I'm not that guy, and that's tough. Right, and I don't want to have to like live my life a way a different way than I wanted to because of someone telling me that I have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I think it's a red flag. It's not. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I think she can also like she's asked how to stop nagging. She can say like I've made it clear how I feel about this. I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm not going to be around when you do it. I'm going to walk away. Um, I understand you need to do it, but I hope that one day you'll see my side on this. Right. I think that's, that's fair. Yeah. You want to do one more? All right. Last one shows up to your socially distanced state in a full plastic body, body covering (laughs) like in Dexter. This, I I thought of this one after watching your haircut. Oh, I I got a haircut and this guy, they're like, put on your trash bag with sleeves. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a hazmat suit. If they showed up to, I would be like, nah, I, 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 I'm sorry. We, we're taking this two different two, ways. Right. You're on two different <laughs> levels. Someone might find that hot. They'd be like, I'm so protected. Yeah. Look Wouldn't, at you. Look who cares. Yeah. Right. I, uh, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It wouldn't be a match for me, but I would respect their uh, commitment to the cause. Good, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with everything. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your life. For sure. That's it. That's what we got. Jordana, we did it again. We solved dating. This was fun. A lot of fun. Always great to see you. Anything else to push? Anything going on? That's it for me. What about you? Jordana's on Twitter. Go follow Jordana. I am on Twitter. Are you enjoying Very exciting it? place. <laughs> it's fun. It's like a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. I love it and I hate it. I, Just like anything. Anything else <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I'm with you. It's a scary. Uh, it's kind of scary, actually. Oh, it's very, it's a very dark, sad place. Yeah. It, it, like, you can go down a rabbit hole of, like, especially, like, uh, the the responses to, like, big accounts. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my God, how quickly this devolves. You're like, right. I People can't take believe- things very personally on there. Very personally on there. It, and it's a different world. You can think that's the country, but it's not. Like, if it's, right. it's a it very... It makes you think, like... What would be, if you think about all of history, like imagine if there was Twitter in like World War II or something like any of that stuff, like uh, it's crazy. It's a little crazy. And I think like it makes everyone go a little bit more nuts because there's so much information. Like people will share a link there and you'd be like, what website is this? And you're like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe I just like ingested that information. You right. Know? You're kind of like you feel dumber for have, having like passed by certain info. Yeah. And then you find something funny and you're like, oh, good. At least somebody's right. making a joke, <laughs> you know, so. But that's it. Jordana, thank you. Good to see you again. As always. We'll be back next episode. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com.
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.